Hello and welcome to Roma Happens Podcast episode. Uh, I actually don't have a clue what episode this is. XXIX. Uh, yeah, wait, 19? No. No, oh, it's 29. It's not 29. It's not 29. It's like XIX or XI. It's neither 11 nor 19. We are not in double digits. It's just, I never really remember what the episode is until I have to upload it and then I just input the number that's higher than the one that exists. Um, so we are here to talk about Roma stuff, AS Roma, the soccer team from uh, Europe, Italy, Rome, more precisely, Lazio region. And uh, today we have no no stupid joke about uh, what the podcast is about because this time we're kind of uh, we're positive, we're optimistic and shit because uh, we, we we scored three goals from open play, kind of two and a half goals from open play, I guess. Um, which hasn't happened since Jose took over. <laughs> we have conceded six goals from open play, but um, my name's Graves. Joining me today is Charizard's Rage, as per usual, the other host. And uh, we have another guest called uh, Ben, I think. What do you want to be called? Ben's good. Like, uh, I'll get the job done most parts. Cool, because I, I didn't want to uh, dox you, but then I kind of did <laughs> by saying your name. That's fine. That's, that's not even his full do. name. His full name is Ford slash Ben. Oh, I was going to say, that. that is my my more formal name. Forward slash Ben. So, um, we're going to do something that we've never done on this podcast. We're going to have structure and we're going to talk about uh, the game. And we're going to ask people where they're from and how did they become Roma fans. No, I'm just kidding. Ben, how did you become a Roma fan? Who are you? Why are you here? How did you come by? Is this nepotism? Are you also from New England or something? What's going on? That is a loaded question. How to answer where you come from. No, I am from the U.S. And my journey of being a Roma fan and signing up for this wild ride uh, dates back to just 2018. I say just, like, that's not several years ago at this point, even though it feels like... Like, mentally, it feels like Mentally, that feels like last year still to yeah. me. Or, you know, I digress. It's 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 briefly before COVID, and COVID was like a three-year gap in everybody's lives. Yeah. So, may or may not still think I'm 20, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, no, so I was in, in Rome on a college uh, study abroad trip. It was not my first time being in Rome or even Europe. Um, but I never Wait, really have, you be, have you been to the Netherlands? Shut the fuck I up. Have, <laughs> I have flown through Amsterdam. That is that is the start and end of my period huh. in the Netherlands. Okay. Sorry, continue. And uh, this is my third, second time in Rome, third time in Europe, and uh, being from the US, I actually doesn't happen too often. But the the story of how I became a Roma fan is really not that exciting. We were in in Rome, obviously, for, uh, you know, as part of the trip. We'd also spent time the two weeks before in Paris. And just walking through the streets of Rome. I don't know, something hit me. I walked into the AS Roma store mm-hmm. and I was immediately hooked. Just going to that store. Do you remember which store? Because there is it was, yes. Place. It was, uh, uh, I believe that the roads of Via del Corso. Right. It's the yeah. one that's down, down from the Spanish Steps and Trevi Fountain. Yeah, the, I, I've, I've seen it in Google Earth. Um, 
<laughs> I think I actually I think I've been to the same one. I just remember that we were walking through Rome like I don't know what about 13 years ago at this point we're just like walking through rome and it was sunny and it was like september but it was like 35 degrees celsius which is more than 90 Warm. i think hot and uh fucking september man and uh and i just remember that we couldn't buy water anywhere there was just no stores because italy is like that i guess and uh then we we found a roma store because right next to I was with my like my school, high school, and uh, basically we found one guy who was selling like drinks and stuff. Like water was five euros, like seven dollars, ten dollars at the time, and uh, euro was strong. And I looked around and I was like, oh shit, it's a Roma store! Holy crap! And then I walked in and there was nobody there. And then <laughs> somebody walked out to just like look at us and they were like, oh fucking tourists, and they just went back into her fucking hidey hole. And uh, that's it. I just like saw all the pictures on the on the stairs of uh, signed jerseys and signed uh, player pictures and whatnot. So yeah, and then we just left because I was a poor eighteen year old and I had fucking no money to buy anything. <laughs> but oh, yeah, the time and uh, ain't cheap. Oh yeah, it's horrible. They're, they're um, not giving stuff away. No, <laughs> not not one bit. So you you became a Roma fan in a Palotta era. Cool. So wait, you actually was that pre? Barcelona game or or did you actually it was get... it was just after so however I had no real awareness of that Champions League game when I made my decision because I didn't follow uh, <laughs> soccer too terribly closely unfortunately I, I wish I had started sooner um, but I didn't follow it too terribly closely and when I went in the store you know it wasn't just like the store is immediately hooked it was really nice, like everything they had there, and all the people were really friendly. Like the people working there, um, oh, yeah. were really nice and helpful, which was you know went a long way. Unfortunately, the last couple times I gone there, the the customer service is not as uh, not as great. But um, I I think what really sealed the deal for me at the time was when I started looking more into the club, and just like on social media was kind of the first place I went to. That was when the Roma admin was just in peak form. Mm-hmm. And you know all the jokes they were telling, and their signing announcements being just, you know, cut from a different fabric. It was all funny. Oh um, yeah, I remember that. Was that. Like, that was some peak uh, social media. So that alone, I mean, like they there's also you know, like they followed everyone on Twitter, and I got followed back after I gave them a shout out um, on the uh, for one of their tweets. I got like an immediate follow back. You know what's funny? Whenever, whenever Palata, like, they were asking Palata in interviews about the social media team, and every time they would ask him about it, he was like, it's some guys from Nigeria, isn't it? <laughs> I never understood what kind of a joke that is until someone, like, literally said, no, it's like a team in Nigeria running Roma's <laughs> social media. Like, Jeez. what? Why? This is so weird. Like, nothing against it, but, like, Nigeria? why what's what what's what's who's why how but uh that was that was that was great that was really great i love those guys more random than like uh was it sweden or finland that every month they were letting a citizen run their official twitter page (laughs) it sounds like finland (laughs) yeah it's like a country with a small population like yep every month one new citizen gets to run the entire whatever country it was is Twitter page until some guy decided to go off the rails. You know, remind me to look that up. I need to. So, okay, well, you mentioned it now. I remember uh, Cengiz Undir. I remember 
Kolarov? Who else did we have like a legendary signing? My favorite video? signing announcement was when Robin Olsen got signed. They had an instruction, like IKEA instructions on how to have <laughs> them there. That was a quality one. That was a really good one. The Kolarov one was, that, was, was amazing. Just the guy, sorry? No, I was going to say that was the uh, beginning of the end for Robin Olsen. That was all downhill from there. <laughs> that was the peak, peak of his Roma career right there was that signing announcement. But what sucks is uh, Deeps caught up to that because somebody opened Reddit and saw, oh, look, this AS Roma announcement video is amazing. And then everyone started doing that. And then Roma quickly just changed it to, hi, it's a video of a player from the airport being surrounded by fans and also missing children. And they haven't really given up on that. And nobody else is doing it. I yeah, but don't that one got results. Yes, absolutely. Um... I think the, the one that was really funny to me it was they just like kept doing it was the really bad Photoshop cutouts. And it wasn't just they kept doing one. They would take the previous image and then add a new player. So it would be like, uh, <laughs> um, what's his name? Who was the goalkeeper we signed? Uh, Olsen? No, the other one. Oh, they have like a, a really like a br braces, you know, teenage picture of Buzato with just the whatever goalkeeper shirt they had at the time. And then you have one with Cristante. Um, just like they just kept compounding them. They're just really poorly photoshopped. They're hilarious. Each time they signed a new player, they did a new one. <laughs> so you had like 12 different faces just on this one image, just really poorly photoshopped together. I, I, I still want to know. <laughs> I still w hope that one day they release a video of them actually asking Colorado to do the player announcement. Like, I wonder if they actually like, just like told him, hey, we're just going to say a lot of bad stuff and you're just going to say no in the end. And I was like, okay, sure. Or were they like, here is what we want to do and like knew that he would say no. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> All right. Um, so, 2018. So you've been following Roma since then. Like, do you watch games, you know, constantly? Or and by the way, this is a, I, I I always forget to mention this in the beginning, but I think people who listen to us, all of uh, maybe two Six people. people. <laughs> no, I think we've lost them after last episode. Um, I forget to mention that we like don't really care about filter. There is no true Roma fan or fake fan or whatever. I really don't care. You know, unless you're say Kim whatever. Kardashian. <laughs> unless you're identified as Kim Kardashian, you don't even have to be her. Um, yeah, just like there is no prejudice, there is no ah, you're wrong. Just say whatever you want to say. Like if you haven't watched Roma since 2018, that's absolutely fine. But yeah, I just wanted to know like how how do you follow Roma? Do you watch every game religiously since then, or like what's what's your? Yeah, as much as I can. I mean, I had uh, I. Back in the early streaming days, I would like get the ESPN Plus uh, free trial and then make a fake email and then start another free trial just to watch their games. Uh, back when they're on ESPN Plus, how, how very European of you! Yeah, so I just kind of kept doing that until I ran out of uh, the desire to to keep making fake emails, and I just found illegal streams wherever I yeah. find them. But yeah, so I, I watch them as much as I can. The biggest problem for me is that it seems like we keep playing at two forty-five. <laughs> on the Eastern time, and that's like peak I'm doing stuff time. 
So yeah. I sometimes can't, but then, I mean, lately I haven't been able to watch them and they do really well. So maybe I should just stop watching them. You never know. Um, I, love, I love I, reading, I, I love reading like a news of like, ah, Roma is playing early, early, uh, early noon next week or something. Like, what the hell? What are you talking about? What is early? Oh, yeah. Okay. Starts at 6 p.m. in Europe. So that's like noon for your guy. Wow. Okay. So yeah. weird. I can't imagine like waking up and like the game just begins. Also, I heard you have an impressive shirt collection. That is a rumor that's circulating. I wonder who started that. <laughs> Somebody keeps posting pictures. Wait, so you guys friends? Did you know each other before this podcast? Oh my god, it's not put this. <laughs> Those are rumors. Definitely that are circulating. People are talking. So who has a bigger, uh, you know, shirt collection of you two? Probably him. I think he's got to be on a few. Yeah, but he has a better quality of shirt collection. As in, like he's got the old Tati shirt. He's got he's got the vintage shirt. Cool. He, he's got a lot of vintage drip. I have zero zero. Much. I have like one training shirt from like 2019, maybe a folded white one, and then I tried to put it on once, and I was like, I I feel cold and sweaty at the same time. This is horrible. I'm <laughs> never wearing this. I don't know how football players do it. Uh, but yeah. So, um, we're recording this on a Monday, just the day after beating, well, Tuesday for me, day after beating um, Udinese 3-0, three, three goals from open play, as I said, for the first time in a not very, Two and very, a half very from open play. So, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that right now. Was... <laughs> Was Cristante's uh, penalty a pass? Was it a back pass? Was it intended? Because he did, fucking did he call it bank? It. I think I might have heard him call bank. You know, on that. <laughs> I, think that the, I think that was the play they ran. You know who? Yeah. You know who called bank? Charizard here. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I, I literally put that on Twitter. Um, for some reason, it's 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 scrambled. I scrambled the names, but I don't know why because everyone knows their names. Of like um, him saying, "Dude, I wonder how Cristante is gonna back pass now," and then. <laughs> Two seconds later, for fuck's sake, I was half joking. Might <laughs> well I, I don't know, dude. That was the... This is what I took out of it, okay? I like I was reading the rules after after he did that, and the goal post ha- like the post diameter is four to five inches. You have to have insane skill to hit that specifically off the post to Bove, and then Bove slots at home. I'm like that. Like, freaking Cristante was the one that shot JFK. He was the second shooter. <laughs> I mean, are you surprised? All this team does is hit the post. We've gotten really good at it. So it's like, no, no, no. That, know, that took, nature. like, yeah, no, we, anybody can hit the post, but to hit the post that, like, that specific for the redirect. We've been training for like two years with Mourinho. We are, we know what we're doing when it comes to hitting the post. It's the, <laughs> it's the other, like, you know, 20 feet between the posts that's the, the tricky part yeah, yeah the we're post. still trying to figure that out it's was nailing the, the post that's a guarantee <laughs> there was a news that came out that Rome was like leading the leading all of Europe in, in posts struck this season uh, with like 26 or something and then we're like three years ahead of Bayern Munich but the problem is that Bayern uh, scored like 100 goals whereas we have scored like 35 or something nice. 
Yeah, so they, they we don't even take more like if you if you if you think about it most of the shots we take are goals. Like I don't think we have shots taken if, if they don't go in. I don't know, it's we're a weird fucking team. Um so yeah. As for the game, um this is the second game in a row where we've kind of attacked, although Feyenoord kind of pressed and then we pressed them and then it was kind of back and forth all game long whereas this game was um Udinese kind of attacked a lot and they didn't like they, they, they took the ball away from us a lot there was not much going for us in the in the first half and then kind of we woke up started pressing a little bit more people say that Pellegrini had the game of his life I was watching him turn the ball over like three times in the first half Cristante was just passing horribly like every time that Cristante would win the ball, he would just immediately pass to a Danese player. That's that's kind of become a. To be fair, did you see all that bandage on his head? I'm surprised you knew where he was. That was before the bandage. That was I was gonna say that was before the bandage. After he got a <laughs> after he got a concussion, he started playing really well. Oh, maybe that's all I needed. But yeah, but yesterday was like freaking. Uh, instead of the Shawshank Redemption, it had the Roma Redemption because like Cristante. Did something. Pellegrini scored from open play for the first time in 560 days, and Tammy was back in the score sheet. Bologna had that assist. Yeah. Every it was it was like it was like a season finale. Everybody got a redemption arc. Bove <laughs> Bove was immense. Um, he not not only the goal, but he was he was just running after players. He was just you know unleashed. It's like he trained a dog to run after a ball. Sorry. Gotta let him cook. <laughs> let Bobe cook. You know, a couple of days ago, someone in this podcast said to me, I really hate the expression, let him cook. It's so fucking cringe. <laughs> I hate people who say that. I'm not gonna name names, but just saying. Um, yeah, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Craig. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was interesting. I'm not sure. I like the approach of uh, torturing players mentally and not letting them play and then go, now is your moment, now this is your hype moment. And then they go and give their all. Uh, that's the problem that I have with this team. That's Even if we win, it's kind of like, oh great, we won, awesome. And then f five seconds later, my brain just goes, okay, so this win was very random. I honestly do not think we can repeat it. Uh, do I think Belotti is going to do the same thing? Do I think Pellegrini is going to score again? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't think we played particularly well and that we deserve the win. And then I keep having this feeling that the, the way Roma wins games is the way a mid-table team wins games. Like, sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. And there is no structure to it. There is no reason. There is no, nothing that says we should win. Whereas teams like Lazio, even if they draw, you're like, they should have won. But apparently we keep winning, I don't know. And it's working, so who am I to judge? Whereas other teams are just kind of collapsing. <laughs> Random stats. Um, did you know that Roma won as many games since the last three rounds as Juve, Inter, Atalanta and Milan all combined? We won three games in the last three rounds, they won three games among themselves. See now that is very unroma like that means in that you know stretch of time we should have lost like ten games. Yeah. That would have been the real part of the course. Other teams drop points. We really drop points as a result. You know, just gotta outdo them. So So 
do you guys feel that we've now overcome that whole thing where uh, oh shit it's pressure on us to win and then we just don't win yeah the it feels like they have they have uh, gone over the hump per se uh, we'll find out coming up because in the next uh, round of games it's like what is this like Atalanta Milan and Inter they're up in like the next five and then we have the return leg at uh against Feyenoord at home so I think we'll find out if they actually have uh jumped the shark per se well, yeah it's the, shark. the next ones we got Alana, uh away Milan home Monza away Inter home and then the one I fear um, the most Bologna yeah that's away too I'm not even joking. I fuck. I don't like. I'm counting a win against either Inter or Milan. I don't think we beat Bologna. They're just too weird of a team, too unpredictable, and just crazy this season. They're they're I, they're strong. I'm just glad that of these upcoming games, only one of them is at 2:45 p.m. That <laughs> is how you end a season. That's progress right there, folks. <laughs> Looking at Bologna recently, uh, back in February, they beat Inter. They drew with Lazio. They drew with Milan. And yeah. They drew with Salernitana. It's not really much to write home about. They beat Fiorentina. That is something to write home about. Yeah. I think that was they're, the game that like. I mean, right now, smart. they're undefeated in the last five. Three, three, three draws, wins. They play really well. They play really, really well. They, they lose. They, they beat Inter and then they beat. They lose to Torino. It's fucking weird. And then they lose to Monza as well. It's such a weird team, but they show up against uh, against big teams. I keep saying all season long, Thiago Mata is gonna go somewhere, and he's the next big thing. He like he's the coach that passed the Italian exam for coaches, whatever. Like by far the highest uh, mark ever, and. They don't give those away. Like, if, if there is something Italy takes very serious, it's the coaching thing. Like, you cannot be a coach anymore in Italy if you don't have the license. That used to be a thing before, when Roma would hire five, four coaches a season. But um, now not anymore. And he apparently is a tactical genius or whatever. But, like, the thing about them, and I'll just close about Bologna... Uh, they, they, they adapt. Every single game they play, they just adapt. They change their style entirely. And that is something that I don't really see Roma doing much. We kind of play our game. We kind of play our 3-4-2-1 or 3-5-2, which is basically the same as the 3-4-2-1, the way we play it. Like, people keep trying to discuss our tactics and our setup and whatever. It's like, well, we pretty much know where all of our players are going to be. <laughs> Everyone does. I don't know. But yeah. Um... What do you guys think? What do you guys think about this whole Zalewski on the right thing? I've seen this song and dance before, and I don't want to have him go on loan to PSG and get sold to AC Milan. Did you forget <laughs> the Valencia loan? Oh yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> he played one game and got injured for the season, or something. That uh, was not fun. Not no, fun. I want Zaleski on the left, but unfortunately Spinazzola is... Well, fortunately, unfortunately, Spinazzola is on the left, so... 
if you want Zaleski to have playing time, I guess you have to put him on the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. Uh, so another opinion I want to get from you guys about the penalty that we had, uh, Cristante's back pass to Bovic. <laughs> Why is that a penalty? In what universe is it a penalty if a shot is going seven feet away from the goal, very obviously, and a player is trying to avoid uh, hitting the ball? Why is that a handball penalty? I know. I was gonna say, when are we gonna talk about like about our king, Rui Patricio? Yeah, but freaking Rui and his mitts of steel and his goddamn perfect jawline saved it. So, King with a capital K. Uh, I'll say all capitals. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of Rui. Is a king. You're just Rui was good this game, I guess. I'm still Rui's slander will not be tolerated. That's true. No, all right. Not I'll Goalkeepers just are people too. I'll just say this. That goal against Feyenoord, there is absolutely no reason not to save that. He there was... is a reason. Off the volley and the other guy was looking like he was going to deflect it. He was offside. You don't. You just don't. You save that and that's it. You do not wait so long. You just don't. He had so much time to jump and nope. He just waited and waited and waited and indecisiveness. That's, that, that, that goal could have been prevented. Have you ever been a goalkeeper, Grease? Yes, when I was uh, nine years old. Yeah, no, I've been a goalkeeper more recently than that. It's really hard to judge. Yeah, I understand that. that. I understand that. And someone with his experience should be saving that. He's slow, and maybe he should have saved it. Maybe he shouldn't have. Maybe it's he got confused. Whatever. Maybe the Feyenoord player was committing a violation, and we didn't complain enough, which is weird for us but um he's been slow all year he's i don't know he's got concrete feet and uh i don't like it i really don't like it that we don't have a secondary goalkeeper that we can push in when Shaz was screwing up we eventually started using allison more and then we sold Shaz, and then we actually knew that allison was kind of solid ish until he was world class we don't have anyone secondary lined up. I'm not too worried about Rui's flaws, considering we have, what, 13 clean sheets in the league? Yeah. And sure, that's a team effort, but he's the one like running the defense as a goalkeeper. Um, and he definitely does not have help uh, most of the time. It seems like that his team is, teammates are working against him. Don't want to call out anyone named Ibanez and two derbies, but he doesn't always have a whole lot of help back there, so... Sure, he may have some flaws, but he's not not really one that deserves all the heat. So, Apparently, they're trying to get him some help back there because uh, recently I saw that they were trying to get uh, Evan Indica as a free. Are we really going to talk about culture mercato rumors? Yes, because <laughs> it's all it's talking about on freaking Reddit right now. But it's culture mercato. It's like the sun announcing news. It, it's worthless. It's just made up bullshit. But it's good. It gives us hope. We haven't had hope since, I don't know, since we won something. The participation trophy for the Conference League, according to anonymous people. Anonymous people called it a participation trophy. That's that's other slander we do not tolerate in this house. If, if, if If you go to Reddit, 
and you uh, type Andika. You have Barcelona have a verbal ag agreement with Evan Andika. Uh, Arsenal have an agreement to sign Evan Andika. Um, Real Betis. Never mind. That was one month ago, but you know. To be fair, verbal agreements are all Barcelona can really afford right now. They can't actually yeah. afford real agreements. So. Yeah, but they have used their says, verbal agreement lever. That's true. <laughs> Divarcia says uh, AC Milan and Tottenham both talk to Andika and want to sign him. There is no way we're going to get that kid. Absolutely no way. Like, <laughs> that's not even. We should have signed him last season, that's all. Which is weird because we're supposed to have a scout. Did you watch the replay of the goal yet, of the penalty? You know, I did. Unfortunately, Paramount Plus, even though I went to a bar check, they didn't show like a, a slowed down replay, so I can only see what the broadcast showed. Um, but, I mean, it, it, it's a, a weak way to win a foul, but I mean, it did hit his arm and hand inside the box, and that's the rule, so. I've I think it's just a, a, a poor, or he, the Udinese defender, just a victim of circumstance and, and what happened yeah i it feels like a bailout i didn't like that we go one nil off of that and i was like okay if we win one nil this is gonna hey, be hey dumb. we didn't go one nil off that we went saying, one nil <laughs> off of Cristante's bank shot to bova so we, we we didn't you know it wasn't we didn't just easily convert we made it hard on ourselves <laughs> that that right there that's honor what blocks my mind is why, even if he didn't have a concussion, why would you ever let Cristante shoot a penalty over Stefan Alcherabi or Jorginho Wijnaldum or well, Pellegrini was there, but you know we 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 know what Pellegrini does with penalties, but like Stefan and Wijnaldum are above Cristante in every which way. <laughs> Like, I don't mean to be mean to him too much, but Jesus Christ, dude. Al I've played for Roma for, like, what, seven seasons in total now? And two different stints or three different stints? Yeah, and he's, like, 30 years old. He's he's, he's played with Italy. He's taking penalties. He was wonder kid at Milan taking penalties at 17 years old. We have Gini Wijnaldum, who's... We don't need to talk about Gini and what he's done. Yeah, he almost had a beautiful goal, like, a couple minutes before that penalty. <laughs> so close. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't like that was a penalty, and I don't like the penalty we had against uh, Feyenoord as well. But I thought it was just a dumb handball. Like, you can't if the ball deflects from one player to another's arm, you can't like you can't stop that. But nah, the guy was pulling Tammy the whole time. So <laughs> that was such a clear foul. That was so obvious. Um. So we're going for a Bellotti goal, or sorry, Bellotti assist to Pellegrini goal. Um, Bellotti takes the ball from maybe half, pulls it forward, and threads a perfect assist to, to Pellegrini. That's like 100% perfection. Uh, Genie smartly, cleverly uh, avoids contact with the ball, lets it go through, and Pellegrini just scores a goal. Good finish. Um, Silvestri still got his foot on it, but it went in ever, nevertheless. Pellegrini pushing forward. I didn't see that since Fonseca era. I honestly did not see him this involved in an attack in one game. Um, is he back? 
Better be. Why not? I think he's back. So is this a byproduct of Dybala not playing? Is Pellegrini going to regress again once Dybala is back? That's my question. Uh, I think I think that he... I think that it is part of a byproduct of uh, Dybala having having an injury and being out at the moment because now he ha he has to go back to what he was doing last year. Um, I forget I forget where I saw it. I want to say it was somewhere in the in the Discord, but somebody was saying that this year he's more Pellegrini is more of a facilitator. And now that Dybala is here and is more of a shadow striker, then you can uh, have Pellegrini be the facilitator. But since Dybala is out, now he has to go play uh, more in the attack. And yeah. we saw that we saw a result against Udinese where he was able to score. But then again, that's Udinese; they're twelfth on the table. Um, I would I would like firmly cement that he's back if he could get a goal against like Inter or AC Milan or somebody like that. So but I think he's back. We'll just we'll we'll let some results. We need more data. That's what it is. We need more data. My my skepticism comes simply from the fact, sorry, that he's uh, 27 years old, just turned or is turning, I think. Um he hasn't like the criticism of Pellegrini was that he loses the ball. He turns 27 and he loses the ball almost every time he has it. Uh, yeah, like sure, yeah, his job is to push the ball forward and thread the needle, but I don't remember the last time you can say Pellegrini created a, an attack or a scoring opportunity. He takes the ball and then loses it, gets dispossessed, and. I saw a comment elsewhere. I'm so tired of having on of having to watch my captain roll on the ground uh, a third of the game, and it does feel like that. It does feel like whatever happens, Poligrini gets the ball and he's on the ground. Um, there was a moment where the Nazi player got a yellow card for a harsh tackle on Poligrini. I forgot who it was. The guy got to the ball about a second before he touched Poligrini. Like he did get Poligrini quite hard. But he got the ball. Like that was the cleanest, clearest ball tackle I've seen in a long time. And he got a yellow card and of course um we had a dangerous dangerous uh a free kick in front of their box. I don't like that. I don't like that our attacks rely on, on, on falling down and uh, whatever. I'm going way too long on both Pellegrini. I just I don't know. Something about the vibe is just very, very, very weird. Um whether he's playing injured or not, I don't know. This was positive to see. It's, it was encouraging, especially if Dybala is not 100% fit for Feyenoord, but, you know. Yeah, do you think it was good for, because Dybala wasn't playing at all, you know, mm. he still put up three goals. It does seem like whenever he's not in, we're screwed. So to have three goals while he's not out there is definitely promising. I think for Pellegrini uh, to have that goal and where he said it's like 570, 560 days, that mentally for him as a player that kind of gets the the weight off his shoulders to um for him to maybe get a little bit of his mojo back i think that's for you know a player that is a crucial part for someone to say you know to get back into their form to say is he back now you know i think remains to be seen over the next i guess in the rest next couple of games to see how he progresses beyond this but 
mm-hmm. um, to kind of have that goal from open play or just a goal. And then after I do not speak Italian, so I don't know what the sign was that or the banner that the, the ultras had and the curve sued um, backing him. But, you know, to then do that, you know, with their support, <laughs> hopefully it can lift his spirits and you know, make him play more comfortably and, and back to where he was before. Yeah. It's definitely been a rather disappointing season for him. And maybe it's just some of that term. Same for like, you know, Bill Auntie. Obviously, this has not been the way the season uh, we all thought was going to go for him. So, so, you know, a great assist like that could, you know, help him feel, you know, hoping on the mental side, make them do better. I was going to say, maybe, you know, we were talking about the penalties, maybe Bellotti could have taken it, but sadly, I saw in person firsthand how that went the last time. So I'll uh, keep my mouth shut for now on that campaign. Is that like an Italy game or something? No, it was uh, against Torino. Torino? In November. Oh, yeah, that's you right. You went to the game? Meetup that I, never happened. That, that oh, I can still hear it. That happened right in front of me. Do tell more. That was rough. Yeah, I was in uh, last November. Yeah, yeah, this past November, I was I went to Rome for a pair of met the the derby against Lazio, which I don't really want to speak about that because that was a really depressing day. And the match against Torino, which was also pretty freaking depressing until uh, Metic scored in stoppage time. Mm-hmm. Um, when I didn't even see that goal. To be fair. Didn't even see it. Couldn't see it because of everything that was going on around me. Uh, but yeah, he. I was in the the curva suit for that one, or the distinti suit more specifically, just kind of off the center. No um, way. From the main how do you curva. get tickets for that? How, how do you? Like, I imagine the curva suit is always going to be completely full, like hundred percent, like tickets oh, bought yeah. on the first day. I have, you know, I have my my inside sources. Oh, okay. <laughs> get All right. You, you're basically, back. you know, you know the Friedkins, personally. We won't ask uh, for any Toyotas. Um, you know, Ben, you don't like <laughs> that was pretty depressing, but uh, a mutual friend of ours went and saw the uh, Roma Juventus game. That is even more depressing. I actually don't even know how to react to that. My, my, I would just be so numb. They're like, I'm all excited. I'm, I'm in Rome. I'm going to the game. Oh, Rome's up. Whoa, check this out. And then. <laughs> Shit! Collapse of the ages. So, which which game was that? It was Roma Juventus. Uh, I want to say it was like. Was that last year? Uh, last year. Yeah. Was it the one where we were like up two 0 and lost three two or whatever? Yeah, that one. I think it's four. I think it ended up being like four three. Yeah, four, three, it was yeah. four four three. Yeah, high high scoring game, and then and then it, this is like the worst because everyone there was like, "Oh, it's the game of the year for Syria." I was like, "No, it fucking wasn't." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Timmy scored in the eleventh minute. Dabala scored in the eighteenth minute. Mikatarian scored in the forty-eighth, and then Pellegrini scored in the fifty-three. And then uh, Locatelli and uh, ah shit, here we go. I can't pronounce this. Kulishevsky mm-hmm. scored. It was the seventieth and seventy-second minute, and then uh, this good. Scliglio scored in the 77th. They gave up three goals in seven minutes and lost yeah. four three. Amazing, amazing. That's that game was just Whew. and and our friend was there to watch it. <laughs> That's an experience you like. That is a full Roma experience because if you go and watch Roma win or beat Juventus, it's not a Roma experience. 
as like, ah, I've seen my team do something that they usually don't do. But if you want a genuine, true room experience, it's the one where you go, you know, highest highs and then still end up being extremely disappointed. Don't even want to drink anymore. Just don't know what to do with yourself. That's Rome. Yeah, after after the the uh, derby, after that very depressing loss, I just <laughs> ate my way through depression on that one that <laughs> night. I uh, thankfully there were still some restaurants open. I just pounded all the pasta I could they could serve me. Nah, yeah, I I, I remember uh, that was at least the, the the silver lining was there was no shortage of good food and and alcohol to just <laughs> you know get through it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, that was that was downright sad. For me, that was uh, when Roma beat Barcelona, and then in, in the semifinals of Champions League, we played against Liverpool. We won the second game four-two or something, but um, that game Martha. is yeah, we lost the tie. But honestly, that game was so depressing because Liverpool was just playing the most illegal football I've ever seen. Like, they were just using their arms intentionally in the box. They were... Like playing basketball? Yeah, they were they, they were tripping everyone. They were sliding tackles. They were just openly playing. Just Like, we should have had three or four penalties. Like, if you go to our soccer, sometimes people re- reference that game as the game when Roma should have had three or four more penalties. That's the Liverpool game. It's like, it's such, such a shit way to win games with penalties, but like, how, how, what do you do? How how do you not punish teams playing like that? Like you know, every couple of minutes you're like, that's a penalty. That's a clear penalty. What what is happening? Why is this not? And then like two minutes later, that's a clear penalty. Like what is happening? And you just feel okay. We didn't deserve to go through, but goddamn, you did it, Liverpool. <laughs> like we didn't right. lose this. We did not. Lo- we did not deserve to lose. Um, but yeah, actually, Char, do you have do you have a game? After which you just wanted to eat and be depressed. Doesn't have to be Roma or soccer. Uh, yeah, there was one. Uh, it was actually my very first Red Sox game I went to. Mm-hmm. Red Sox mm-hmm. play the Blue Jays at Fenway, and the Red Sox were up like six nothing, and it was about the sixth inning, so game's pretty much over. And then the Blue Jays came back and won twelve six. Mm-hmm. What year is that? That was, uh, I want to say it was like 2019. Oh, yeah. It was classic yeah. post-World uh, Series year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Because uh, it was actually a Reddit, uh, Red Sox Reddit meetup. And, yeah, it was, there was a rain so delay Reddit, to start. Reddit Do what? <laughs> Reddit Sox. Yeah, the, the Boston Reddit Sox. And... Man, they should like really change the name to that. Holy shit. And so there was a rain delay <laughs> and the Toronto fans were like, we won the NBA championship. It's like, okay, you have a championship. We have 17 <laughs> and you're rooting about the wrong sport. And then they came back. And then the next day I was like scrolling online and they were calling it the worst Red Sox collapse in a while. I was like, yep, of course it's my luck to go to this stupid thing and that happens. But yeah, and then I ended up uh, kids eat free at the 99 restaurant when the Red Sox win. I didn't get to eat free. I was disappointed. Damn. I had to starve. So That's insulting. Ben, I, I, ben, I assume you're, you're a Red Sox fan, right? Yeah. So are you also a Celtics fan? No, I... 
I don't really follow the NBA. I was kind of like when I was growing up, I followed it a bit more closely. I kind of like the Celtics. I was I liked Paul Pierce when I was younger, just like playing video games that he's fun to play with. Um, so I was a little bit of a fan, but uh, background. <laughs> That was uh, about when I stopped. Uh, actually, I really became a Nuggets fan because uh, of Carmelo Anthony. Oh, okay. And then when he and then when he got traded, I was so emotionally damaged that I just said, "All right, I'm out for the whole the whole league." Uh, yeah, that makes I had, sense. I had seen enough. Um, so now I only really root for a handful of players that went to my college. And oh, do tell. Uh, well, just Michigan State players, so I have uh, I get grandfathered into rooting for the Warriors in the NBA Finals, but it's really any because of Draymond Green, but it could be any Michigan State player at this point. You're the only person in the world who's a Draymond Green fan. Oh, there's a lot of us. No, no, no. There's uh, we, <laughs> there's a lot dozens of, of us. <laughs> the yeah, secret yeah. society that wears white gloves for no particular reason. <laughs> we are. Yeah, I mean, there's him, uh, Jaron Jackson on the... Where's Jaron Jackson? Grizzly? I just saw the news that he won Defensive Player of the Year a couple of minutes ago. Oh, he won? I thought he was a finalist. No, he won. Oh, let me go pretend to be an NBA fan on Twitter real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Be right back. Sure thing. I'll just just follow... uh... Oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah, and a few players. There's Gary, Gary Harris was on the Nuggets for a bit. That was a lot of fun. Then he left or got traded to I think the Magic or signed with the Magic or something. I I I do miss I do miss the Gary Harris Gary Gary Harris Harris era. Like the man who believed he was better than Michael Jordan, and he probably still does. And uh, he could trade it. I was like, what the hell? Why would he trade a young player to Orlando all teams? And then I look it up. He's like 31 years old. Like oh. Never mind. Yeah, that was uh, that was my childhood watching him play play college ball. So, yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been a while. <laughs> Gary Harris and his mustache. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I actually grew up watching the Celtics. Uh, I loved Paul Pierce, my favorite player. Um, he, nice. he he invented everything that's like normal nowadays, but he didn't abuse it every single game like people do, like step back threes. Uh, having a patented mid-range shot that, like, you only pull if you're 100% sure you're gonna hit it. Like, nobody does it nowadays except, like, DeRozan back then. It was, like, Paul Pierce and Mello, and that's pretty much it. Kobe. Um, but yeah. So, back to football. Sorry to, to, to derail a bit. Um, what? That's all good. Uh, I was, I was warned about the derailings. Yep. <laughs> I knew yep, what to expect. <laughs> I did, and then that conversation got derailed after I spoke the derailings. Okay, so back to back to soccer. Um, who and why derailed a train in I won't say where, somewhere in New England, that spilled toxic chemicals? Uh, there was no toxic who, chemicals. You fucking ass. Go back to football. CNN, CNN told me there is toxic chemicals in the air around Boston. Who is trying to kill Bill Simmons? And do they know that he lives in LA? <laughs> There's toxic chemicals because the freaking uh, Fel- Felger and Maz are talking <laughs> on the radio. Wait, so you said there were toxic chemicals in Boston? <laughs> what I else? Did not is know new? I, I didn't. I didn't know Nick Wright was in Boston. Damn. <laughs> no Nick way. Wrong. Crazy you know what I said? 
I, I'll, just, I'll just wrap up this NBA segment with this. When I started following the NBA, uh, like, I'm European, obviously, so I couldn't believe that people listen to so many shit journalists like Stephen A. Smith, Nick Wright, Max Kellerman, Shep. You're just going to name them all. Yes. Uh, Skip Bayless. Uh, what's the 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 guy who played in the NFL? Um, Sharp. Sharp. Yeah. I would say to be fair, those guys aren't journalists or commentators. Um, yeah. But yes, they are boneheads. And... Chris Broussard. They, how do people listen to them? All they do is just yell, and they yell dumb stuff. And then people started saying that they listen to them for like entertainment value, but like you're wasting your time. Thing. You're, you're literally wasting your time and your I will, brain energy. I would say in defense of Stephen A. and Shannon is that they, they know how to produce memes. They're, they're just comedians <laughs> talking about sports. The others are just comedians. But I can always, you can always count on a good Stephen A. meme. <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> anywhere. The best meme that has come out of the NBA in all of all of journalists, media, all of media, all of players. The best meme in recent years is Brown Windhorst. <laughs> His famous interview is about what's going on in Utah. And, 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 ah, <laughs> that is so beautiful. Uh, I don't even, I don't even that's, know how to describe one. it. Just Windhorst, Utah. If you don't know what it is, Google it. For those that's at home who are listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching that live because it was like some pre-game or something, like the pre-event. I don't know. I don't even remember. I just know it was like, um, please, please, RMB, please have a replay of that. There was like 17 threads just asking for a replay of, of Brad Windhurst's speech. Um, anyway. Back so, third goal. Tammy Abraham, amazing cross from Spinazzola who ran down the left flank, and believe it or not, then he stopped, and he turned back, and he put the ball on his right foot, and then he crossed. Who could have predicted Spianazzola would do that? Um, not the Udinese <laughs> defender who was on him. And uh, Tammy caught a, caught, a, caught a header, a perfect header, that Silvestri would, didn't even try to save. I, yeah, the, the, Paramount, the Paramount announcer was just like, like, uh, was like casual as you like, or cool, or... Something like that, like that. It was a, that was an easy goal. I was like, dog, that was not easy. Don't, <laughs> don't suffer. There was nothing easy about that header. And he's actually, Tammy like, Abraham is not an easy goal scorer. And header, Tammy's header. His first attempt, like I, I remember his first game ever. His first shot on the goal was with his head. He was like seven yards away from the goal, almost at feet. Seven yards away from the goal, and he missed the goal by like twenty yards. <laughs> that was an indication of who he is as a player, and he has truly proved it. Um, but yeah, any comments on that? Anything? Any 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 thoughts? Anything we need to say about Tammy's goal? It's always good to see him get back on the score sheet. He's, yes. I mean, kind of like what I was saying about Tammy and Belanti. That hopefully that just helps his confidence, because I imagine it's at all time low. I mean, he had a, he actually had a like he was picking up momentum again a few months ago, whenever it was. And then he slumped back again, so hopefully something like that, you know, helps with the mental side of the game. Do you do you keep him for the next season? If it was up to you? I I would with unless I you know have a clear replacement. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say without I think without, we can get 
without a clear replacement or a lot of money. Those are kind of the two. He's going to get a lot of money. He's going to get the Premier League tax. Uh, I I think we're lucky if he goes for 35 plus bonuses. Just nah. tell them, you know, just, have you seen what Chelsea's doing? They just add on zeros to whatever you tell them they're worth. Just tack on one more zero. <laughs> Say he's worth yeah. 35, they'll give you 350 mil. Easy peasy. Yeah. So uh, when did you accept the position to become the uh, transfer negotiator for Roma? Because that's some genius level moving right there. I know, that is that is Galaxy Brain, 70, <laughs> destroys a... Super Saiyan Penta, no. Right. Um, so I'll just I'll just say this. Um, just like just like Char predicted that uh, Cristante would backpass on a penalty, I literally wrote ten minutes before Tammy even got on the pitch. Uh, Tammy's gonna score. And <laughs> yeah, it was one of those games that like you can throw anyone on the pitch, they would have scored. I'm 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 really surprised that Hirovich didn't get a 96 minute goal or something. It's uh, it's he kind off, of he, he came off the bench too, wasn't he? Like a yeah, um, uh, like doubtful to even play to begin with, or at least that's what was reported, like for injury or picking up a knock or something. Like they Kimmel Sabakin had a dislocated shoulder, yet they're still on the bench. Well, well, good thing, thing he scored with his head, not his shoulder. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Slovakian was on the bench because Jose wanted him to be on the bench. He wanted him to be like part of the team and shit, but he wasn't on the team list, like on the registered players for the match. So that's why. Like he he, he was simply never gonna play. But Tammy, yeah, Tammy apparently didn't have an injury that bad. Um Dybala, Dybala didn't play at all. He will most likely be ready for the return. I kind of wish that we start off with the same exact lineup as we did today, and then just put Dubala on in the second half. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely, not entirely sure how how that's gonna, how that's ever gonna work. Like, I don't want us to score a goal and then be like, aha, Dubala is off now, and that's it. Like, if it goes to overtime, if it goes to penalties, you want Dubala to be ready and on the pitch. Um, but yeah, one thing I wanted to mention. Actually, I'll mention it after I ask you guys. Uh, who's your MVP of the game? Or man of the match? Post. Mm. Right post? Yes. It opened up the so many it, opportunities for memes. And it really did. I mean, that was, that, if that's not a chance created, I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... It, it, like, everyone knew that we were going to miss, but the post did most of the work to get us back on the score sheet. I don't know. Probably, like, it, it's probably going to be like Pellegrini or something because he's the captain. Right. I would, I just wanted to point out if you guys want to go, like, rewatch the goals or the replays or highlights or whatever you want to see. Um, this is the first game I've, I've seen over Roma this season where a team just simply cannot get through the middle. Just zero attempts for the middle. And Char, you were looking at the statistic earlier. Um, that showed like they were running like 41% on the left, 20% on the mid, and like the rest was on the right side, something like that. That's because yeah. Genie destroyed them in the middle. Any single time they attempted to go in the down the down the middle of the pitch, which is the weakest 
point of Roma by far in the last two years. Like, if we concede a goal, it's from the fucking middle of the fucking pitch. Um, Genie was even close on that volley, I think, that went in against Feyenoord. Or was it Genie? I forgot. But yeah, against Udinese, Genie was there just patrolling, closing down passing lanes. Everything that we want Cristante to do. And he does not. But Genie's putting on a clinic on how to play a midfield uh, role. He's not noticeable because he just closes down chances. Like, you don't see him because he, they will go around him. They will never, ever, ever try to go through him. And on the goal we scored, the Pellegrini one, he literally started the attack by taking the ball away and uh, passing it to, to Balotti. And he was right behind Pellegrini. Like, that is exactly what we fucking needed all, all year long. That is what we need of Cristante to do, to run from one box to another. And, like, People will say he's not a box-to-box, -box, but he's also not a defensive midfielder, which is what we've been playing him as. When he came from Atalanta, he was this midfielder who supposedly only plays attack. So We're getting another midfielder, though. Hussein Awar. That's right. Good luck to anyone who wants to spell his name and isn't French. H-O-U-S-S-E-M-A-O-U-A-R. I can't spell, but that sounds right. <laughs> I put we'll the sexy in dyslexia. <laughs> there you go. Um, that is a very weird signing. If like, okay, the new the 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 the, the news the reveal is he went to visit a part of Rome where there is literally nothing there except a clinic. And <laughs> like, why the fuck would he be there? And the people are like, well, he's doing a medical for Roma in April. Who does a medical in April? And then someone said, well, Roma hey, are concerned he, with his he, fitness level. He knows he knows how injuries go, Trigor. He's just trying to get familiarized early. You know, He's got to build <laughs> that rapport as soon as possible. <laughs> trying to tear his ACL before he even signs. He gets he's it gotta, out. He's got to get to know those doctors. He wants to just establish that, that friendship right away. I heard if thing. you have 10 injuries at Trigoria, you get a punch card, and then you get a free Caccio e Beppe. Oh, nice. And the Pastore it's a good, good. Oh, oh no! Don't say that name. <laughs> Did you know <laughs> that one time we almost sound, signed Ziesh and then we signed Post? Um, so basically, yeah, Hussein Awar was in Rome for a medical evaluation. Apparently, Roma just wanted to sign him and be the great terms. And then we said, "Come over to check you out to see what the fuck is going on, to see if you're ready or not." And he was like, "It wasn't even Villa Stewart." So yeah. Um, apparently he's signing for us, and I do not have a clue what we will do with him because he is exactly the sorry exactly the role of Pellegrini, a midfielder who likes to go forward and shoot and cross and dribble and pass and everything. So yeah, what do you guys think? What where where, where does this fit? Are we getting rid of any midfielders this season? What is your wishes? Give me your hot takes. Who do you want? Who do you want to leave? Who do I want to leave? Yes. Ah, uh, Tammy for a hot load of cash. Not a midfielder. We can't replace Tammy with Hussein Mawar. Yeah, we can. Watch us. Have you seen my football manager tactics? I have no striker. It's all midfield. Didn't, didn't I say in one of the previous podcasts that like, I want us to play without a striker because we don't even know what to do with them? Yes, you inspired me. 
it's going really well. I got sacked from my job. <laughs> you never ever tried to be a Luciana Spalletti. Um, but yeah, you want Tammy to leave. Yes. I think the midfield's fine. Okay. Hot take. <laughs> ben, give me your your uh give me give me your ideal move for the next season. For the record, I I don't want to put you on the spot there or something. Mine is kick Cristante out, kick Pellegrini out, kick Belotti out. Uh is not kick... to be field, you dumbass. That's a lot of kicking. Your foot's gonna get tired after a while. Maybe, but like sell or just disband the entire defensive trio, just get new did, defenders. Did Cristante did he sign that new contract or is it that was just a rumor so oh my god was it... <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we've been signing yeah we've been we've been extending him for like what five months now <laughs> yeah it started in november the rumors of cristante resigning with Roma until 2027 and it's still not happened i mean i think my my ideal get would be a freaking defensive midfielder that's like actually defensive midfielder because uh, that's definitely one where it seems like we've just been lacking and we're just putting someone just a person there who is a midfielder and saying have at it without having a true that's your dm to actually take control yeah i, I... would be i would be too this may be a hot thing i would be the the saddest if roger banya's was sold or found a new home I don't know how many more howlers in the derby I can take with him. Or just don't have him even be anywhere in, in the stadium when we play lots here. You just don't tell think him the, he... I like to tell you. Tell him, tell him the game got moved back a day. Stay home. <laughs> Stay off. You don't think he redeems himself with uh, other games? See, that's tricky because he does play pretty well. It's just... So what what matters more, uh, other games or just the big ones? What was the last good performance that he had? Ibanez. Yeah, top of your head. Oh, I have no idea. I I have a memory of a goldfish. Char, would you care to? That's not bad though. That's not bad. Happiest planet or happiest uh, animal on the planet. <laughs> the happiest what? animal on the planet is my cat, who can just get cuddles whenever she wants. Yeah, neck and neck. I don't know. I got the attention span of a fruit fly. I can't <laughs> can't remember fucking. This is why this is why you should never ever trust the numbers that we see on this podcast because I know that I'm saying wrong numbers. It just it sounds like I'm very convinced I'm correct. No, right. Pellegrini did not miss 27 penalties this year. <laughs> no, he missed 28. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I don't I don't notice Ibanez having a men's games. Uh, until he does, but the, the things he used to do, I don't know. Last season he was suicidal. He would try to get the ball, and then he would let the 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 forwards kind of get past him if he didn't immediately get the ball. And then as they're trying to cross, like as they're decelerating to cross, he would tackle the ball and then try to break their legs at the same time. Like it was clean. It was he would never foul people, and he was always like injuring players. By by the second half, they would just never try to get past him again. And I don't remember seeing that Sibanez this year. 
maybe like in the beginning of the season. Um, that's something, for example, Fazio used to do. Fazio would like, <laughs> he, if, if if someone was like running at him, he would like kind of let them think that they're gonna get past him, and then he would tackle the ball out of nowhere, and then try to break their foot or leg or whatever at the same time. And like it was always clean. So I always appreciate those players that just make opponents be like, yeah, I'm not gonna attack this dude. But I don't know. Uh, for me, for example, I feel Smalling is our biggest weakness. We rely on him too much. He's, our, he's he... our second highest score. What do you mean? He is He is our second <laughs> striker. Defensively speaking. That's <laughs> 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 true. He's our second highest goal scorer. And again, I don't want us to rely on just one dude on defense. Um, who, by the way, loses most of his duels. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just don't like how Smalling... Um, it, it feels like he does everything perfect until he doesn't. And those he doesn't happen once every game. So either we need to find better two defenders around him, or we just need to change him and get someone who's going to be faster and stronger because he keeps losing duels. Remember against Lecce when Baschirotto just scored the goal off a corner and Smalling was right there. The ball was getting to him. Baschirotto fucking moved him out of the way like he was a small child. You can't do that. You can't lose those duels. It's... I don't know. Um... I don't like our defense. <laughs> I, I just don't like our, our defense at all. We're supposed to you be You just compact. don't like the team. Just just go follow another team. <laughs> God damn it. Can I not hear that? Look, I love many players on this team. I love Stefan Al-Sharavi and Tammy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, I, I actually do like Tammy a lot. I think he has potential. I just we need a coach who's going to work with him and through him. But yeah. Um... What are your predictions for Feyenoord on Thursday? Feyenoord win 2-0. Whew. Counter jinx. You serious? How are you, man? I like our odds. Packed out, sold out Olympico. No it's way, fans. It's at home. I, I hate to I'll find the nearest piece of wood you can find and knock on it, but I feel like these are the games that we... We just take control. We own them. I mean, how many times that happened in the conference league last year when the the, the return leg or the second meeting came home and we're snapping necks and cashing checks at the end of it. So um, you think that's just our identity and not just something that happened and that's it? I yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna be dialed in and the crowd definitely can make an influence or you know, have an influence in the game and you know we may be able to play you know, Feyenoord or the fuck you say their name uh, you know, I feel like that, that this game or this when we always drew them that means a lot to them because they're they're trying to avenge losing the final and if they're mm-hmm. playing too emotionally or playing too aggressively over committed yeah, you can you can pick them apart from there, or, or you know, exploit a weakness that they do overcommit themselves or something. So what you're saying is you're one of those people that uh, after the final whistle would would uh, post on whatever social media. I'm very confident. I feel like we've already gone through right after losing a game. <laughs> I hate that so. Much. I hate it so much. I get it. Mourinho instilled this weird, weird winning mentality into our team. We're like, ah, oh, we lost one game, but we're gonna win the next one convincingly. It's fine. 
And like he didn't look worried, the players didn't look worried, they didn't look phased at all. But god damn it, we just lost a game. You cannot be confident that we're going through. We just lost. Jesus. Um yeah, I think we're gonna win. I I, I saw absolutely nothing from Feyenoord that scares me. I feel like our chaos and uh, and and Olympico is gonna carry the team. Um as I said, dialed in. At this point, the Roma seems dialed in, and nobody else. Like, the Roma and Lazio are the best teams in Serie A right now. <laughs> Everyone else just got to fuck it up. Uh, but okay, let's let's wrap it up. Let's close it here. We've been talking for forever. Um, I just want to say, Ben, thank you very, very much for joining us. I hope you come talk to us again. Usually, these, these conversations go, like, for two hours. But it's 2 a.m., and I really want to sleep. Um, <laughs> Do you have any any shoutouts to give anyone to mention? Do you want to recommend a movie or a game or a job? Well, that is a lot of things that you have recommendations <laughs> on. Job, movie. Damn. Uh, Don't no, play thanks Dota. For have, thanks, for, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's fun to talk about Roma and what other, other derailments you know, we can find ourselves going along. Um. No, but uh. Okay. Okay. I guess like I think we covered all the ground. If you uh, usually, if you want to, if you want to watch some real, just gritty, passionate football, find yourself on ESPN Plus, the USL Championship. That's the the pride and joy peak American soccer right there, second division. I'm European. That. It's it's morally illegal to watch ESPN here. Um. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think you can actually in Europe you can stream the games for free on YouTube. So actually, yeah, there you go. That's a better shout out. Oh, awesome! YouTube. I'll just watch it illegally um, on my streams. So there's my there's my shout out because I can't shout think of to, anything creative right now. Shout out to American uh, MLS. Was it? No, it's or? USL, dumbass. USL, sorry. True. We do not. We do not stand MLS over here. Nope. Um, nope. It's USL all the way. Especially an anonymous team that is uh, first in their in the eastern side. Is it New England mm-hmm. Revolution or something? It is not the New England Revolution. New England Revolution would be able to hang with that first place team you speak of. Yeah, no. Nope. Mm-hmm. Although, although Dewan Jones is nice with it, he's good. That is true. Uh, Char, give me a shout out. Anything? Shout Talk out to, to the team crew. They're safe. Minor injuries. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, wholesome. I don't know. Whatever. I sounded, it, 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 it sounds like a very good thing when you say it, and then you think about it, and you're like, okay, well, that's kind of sound. Uh, but it's good that they're safe. Yep. So I just want to uh, shout out to Jonathan David. Fuck you, you fucking asshole. Stop scoring goals, you moron. <laughs> 65 fucking million, and that's before he scored a goal this weekend. That's like 70 million now. Even if we sold the whole team, we cannot afford Jonathan David. So, yeah. Thanks for joining us, guys. Follow us on whatever social media. Not even follow us. Just give us a shout-out. If anyone wants to join, by the way, to just talk crap, uh, please do. We had a Alexa a couple of weeks ago who talked about anything but Roma. That was awesome. We had Mangos okay. who wouldn't talk about anything except Roma. True. And now Ben, who also doesn't want to talk about anything except Roma. Next week, we'll have a surprise guest. Hey, I'll give legend. you all sorts of topics. All sorts of topics in round two. Don't worry. Come come, come back, and I can't wait to talk about it. As I said, we have a surprise guest next week. It's also going to be awesome. 
just like this one and uh, that's it